The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, January 22nd. Hi, everyone. My name is CJ Baumgartner. No Corey Tackman again today. I promise we didn't fire him from the podcast. He's going to be back on here tomorrow, I hope. So we are going to be flying solo again today, but that's all right because we have a lot of local stuff to talk about. So I'm going to dive right in onto some local boys basketball that we have on our airwaves tonight on the Superstation K106, 105.9 FM, streaming online at WadenaRadio.com or the Superstation K106 app. It's going to be the Sabika Trojans hosting the Long Prairie Gray Eagle Thunder in a Section 5A West boys basketball matchup. The home team Trojans are 6-7 and seven on the season, 3-1 and one in Section 5A, 3-5 and five in the Park Region Conference, 3-3 three and three on the road, 0-1 in neutral site games, and 3-3 three and three on their home floor. The Trojans recently snapped a five-game losing skid, beating Pine River Bacchus 61-58 on Friday on their home floor. They're going to try and make it two wins in a row in Sabika as they host the Thunder tonight. Looking at the Long Prairie Gray Eagle Thunder, they are 4-10 and on the season, 2-5 and in Section 5A, 1-4 and in the Prairie Conference, 1-5 and on the road, 1-0 and in neutral site games, and 2-5 and on their home floor. Speaking of losing skids, it was another five-game losing streak that recently got snapped. The Thunder went from losing five in a row. Now they've won two in a row after getting wins over Breckenridge and St. John's Prep to set up two teams with a matchup tonight in Sabika as the Trojans will take on the Thunder. Again, a 7-15 pregame, 7-30 tip-off. You can hear it on the Superstation, K106, 105.9 FM, streaming online at WadenaRadio.com and the Superstation K106 app. Looking at these teams in the Section 5A West standings, currently Nevis is sitting pretty much well and above uh, in Section 5A with a 67 QRF value. Bertha Hewitt, Currently sitting at second place in the section with a 7-1 overall section record. 47.2 QRF though, so it's a 20-point QRF difference. Nevis is going to run away with that one seed, it looks like. Browerville Eagle Valley, not too far behind Bertha Hewitt. They are 44.9 in the QRF. Sabika, 35.1. Walker Hackensack Akeley, 32.6. Pine River Bacchus, 25.6. Long Prairie Gray Eagle, 23.9. Verndale, 21 even Laporte at 14.1 as well in the QRF standings for Section 5A. Still late January. Things don't mean a whole heck of a lot yet, but honestly, you kind of see see Section 5A in these tiers. Nevis all and above on their own. Bertha Hewitt and Browerville Eagle Valley kind of sitting in that second tier. Sabika, Walker Hackensack, Akeley in that third tier. And then you have Pine River Bacchus, Long Prairie, Gray Eagle, Verndale, Laporte kind of in that other tier kind of the positioning fluctuates between those tiers but that's kind of where they're sitting right now it's fun to see how that stuff shakes out throughout the season in the park region conference standings for Sabika they are sitting right in the middle of it currently in fifth place in the PRC with a three and five record Bertha Hewitt's above them at four and three Monaga behind them at two and four for Long Prairie Great Eagle in the Prairie Conference they are sitting 
in fifth place at one and four. Osakis ahead at five and zero. Oh, Uppsala four and one. Browerville Eagle Valley three and two. Swanville two and three. And then St. John's Prep at zero oh and five. Moving on to some other things we have going on in our local sports scene. I want to give a highlight to a pair of Staples Motley wrestlers. Of course, they're having just a fantastic season this year. Currently twenty-one and one. They're two and one in Section Seven. 2-0 in mid-state conference matches, 4-0 on the road, 15-1 at home, 2-0 in neutral sites. And of course, you have that on the back of a lot of great individual wrestling performances, and that's what we've seen. And a couple Cardinals hit some milestones over the last week at the Mid-State Conference Tournament. Staples Motley Cardinals wrestler Jack Carlson got his 50th career win at that tournament a couple days ago, and Luke Birga got his 50th win as well. So a pair of Cardinals getting to reach that milestone together. That's an awesome scene. Congratulations to the pair of Cardinal wrestlers on that one and their season. They are just chugging along with great performance after great performance. The next time the Cardinals will be in action will be Tuesday, January 30th, according to MinnesotaScores.com, when they have a, looks like a quad meet uh, as they face off there in Bertha Hewitt. All right. Moving on, we have, a, again, a laundry list of things to get to. Another thing that happened over the weekend, speaking of personal milestones, this time on the hardwood, Teshi Lore of Wadena Deer Creek scores his 1,000th career point at WDC. He scored 22 points over the weekend, and he's not just reaching the 1,000-point milestone, but he is the second Wadena Deer Creek Wolverine boys basketball player to reach the 1,000-point milestone. Peyton Church got it back in mid-December uh, earlier this season. So two seniors for the Wolverines, both hitting the 1,000-point uh, mark. Congratulations to them. Going to be interesting what Coach Toomberg has to say about that. I'm looking forward to hear what he has uh, to add on having two players reach that milestone in the same season uh, on our Wolverines weekly podcast that we also do here at Hubbard Radio. Wadini, you can listen to that on all the podcasts platforms you find the morning sports desk but again a uh, great performance for Tashi been a gamer for them for years and uh, congratulations to him on getting that a thousand point milestone the Wolverines are currently nine and three on the season a two and one record in section eight double a currently second in the park region conference standings six and one in the PRC boys Standings. The Wolverines are going to be playing tomorrow night when they host Verndale. And you can listen to that game on 101.7 FM and AM 920 KWAD, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 tip-off Tuesday night from the WDC Middle High School Gymnasium. All right, some other stories that we have to get to. Speaking of 1,000-point scores, last week, I forgot to mention this on Friday, Preston Miller of Bertha Hewitt became the latest Bertha Hewitt Bear to get into the 1,000-point club. He reached it against Henning. He needed 19 points to get to the uh, four-figure mark, let's call it. And he got exactly 19, draining three free throws to get to that point. Talk about three clutch free throws in a row. Uh, hey, Anthony Edwards, I'm looking at you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Henning ended up winning that ball game, but Bertha Hewitt came away with something. They got that milestone there for Preston Miller. Congratulations to him. Bertha Hewitt is currently 11-5 on the season, 4-3 in the Park Region Conference, and 7-1 and in Section 5A play. Preston Miller was the 
uh, he got to that a thousand point milestone, but he was the last member of the Bertha Hewitt boys basketball team to do that since my high school classmate. Jordan Fredham did it in 2016 during our senior year. So there you go. There's a milestone for Bertha Hewitt there. Back to the mat as we talk wrestling. Aaron Lake of UNC got his 100th career win. So a big, big milestone for Aaron Lake. He got it Thursday night during a triangular against Crookston and Purim. That was in Sabika. And the defending Section 8A champions are in great position to defend their title again this season with a record of 11-4. UNC will be competing, uh, they were competing, I should say, in a tournament Thief River Falls over the weekend, as were a lot of teams competing at the Little Ralph over uh, the weekend. And one last thing to get to, Cassie Lampier announces her commitment to play Crown College Volleyball. Uh, the senior from Verndale made that commitment last week. She's going to play for the Polars of Crown College. Lampier helped the Pirates reach a 21-8 record during her senior volleyball season. The Pirates reached the 5A subsection championship in 2023. For those of you who don't know, Crown College is a Division III college in St. Bonifacius, Minnesota. The Pol I'm probably mispronouncing that. The Polars are a member of the Upper Midwest Athletics Conference, or the UMAC. Also on the Polars roster is Maggie Clausen from Staples Motley, who will be a sophomore next season, so a little another local connection there for you guys. Again, we have all of these local stories, all of these things we're talking about. You can go read them and share them on WadenaRadio.com. That's where we are trying to have a more active local sports presence. WadenaRadio.com. When players hit these milestones, we are going to have it up on our website. And if we miss something, please reach out to us. Send us an email. Call the station. Message us on Facebook. Whatever you have to do, we want to highlight all of these kids hitting these milestones because it's pretty darn cool. Now, I was not a great high school athlete. I didn't hit any milestones. But selfishly, if I did, I kind of would have wanted people to make a little bit of a big deal about it. And some of these kids will be too modest to tell you that. But we, we're going to make a big deal about it for them. So if you want to help us uh, help these kids and help the programs and schools and towns and all that stuff, please reach out to us with player milestones and big news. We love, 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 love to share it. All right. Well, we got ten minutes of our got ten minutes of our local news, our local sports, and local news updates in local sports taken care of. Let's quickly knock off some state sports. The Minnesota Timberwolves lost against the Thunder. Close game. Anthony Edwards missed three free throws to tie. Uh, I'm going to tell you this with the Timberwolves. They got some issues. They don't play as well when Mike Conley doesn't play as well. They turn the ball over way too much. They turn the ball over way too much. And did I mention they turn the ball over too much? So uh, if, if you're looking at things to fix, and we talked a little bit on the sports desk last week, was they got to get better in three-point shooting and they got to get better at turning the ball, uh, avoiding turning the ball over as much as they do. So if they can manage that, the Timberwolves will be in a pretty darn good spot. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dig too much on it. The Wolves again have a really easy schedule the rest of the way. The Thunder are right behind the Timberwolves in the standings, but again. Wolves still in first place. Trade deadline coming. It's late January. The Thunder are one and two against the Wolves this season, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out quite yet. Okay, so moving on, the Wild have won a couple in a row. They got a win last night over the Hurricanes, I believe. And that is I had this in front of me. Uh hold on. Yeah, they did get the win over the uh, Hurricanes 5-2 yesterday. They beat the Panthers 6-4. On Friday night, uh, the Twins, 
They still aren't doing anything. But Joe Maurer's Hall of Fame announcement, potentially, could be tomorrow night. The Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is going to announce who is getting into this year's class. Joe Maurer currently, with about half of the votes in, has the threshold. He's currently sitting at about 83-84%, um, and we you got to get to 75%. Now, most of the ballots at this point are atrocious, which is why they're anonymous and getting uh, released at the last second, and that's how we're going to find out uh, everything. Uh, so we'll see how things uh, shake out here. Anyway, uh, trying to see what else we have on the docket. Our playoff games, let's see how well I did. Okay, first game, Baltimore and Houston. Boom, got the win. I was correct. I was one of one. I predicted the 49ers would beat the Packers. It was close for a second there. Purdy, you were really making me sweat. I was going to have to deal with a potential Green Bay-Detroit championship game, and I was not in on that at all. So thank you, San Francisco, for beating the Packers. I'm 2 of 2 on my picks so far. Lions and Buccaneers, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted Tampa to win so bad. I knew Detroit was going to end up winning that ball game. Detroit is in the NFC championship game for, like, the first time in 30 years. Congratulations. Woohoo, your fans suck. Sorry, Detroit. Uh, I get this thing where everyone's like, we should be happy for Detroit. No. No, we shouldn't be. They're a division rival. That's kind of the whole point. So, no, I'm not hopping on the bandwagon at all for the Lions. Did you see that there was a fan who made a sign? And some people are saying, well, the Rams and the Vikings, the Vikings and then the Rams were the last two teams the Lions had faced. And some, so there was a person that had one kneecap, another kneecap, and then taking a bite, taking a bite, kind of previewing this path to the Super Bowl. And I was like, that honestly looks to me, and maybe I'm being a salty fan, and I don't really care. It looks to me like, Hmm, took out one knee, took out Hawkinson's knee. You took out a knee for Tyler Higby last week uh, against the Rams, and you, your fans are sitting out here praising it, and the NFL Twitter account is sharing that picture, being like, yeah, we're on board with this. And Justin Jefferson on Twitter was like, excuse me? I'm not, This ain't it, chief. So anyway, uh, I'm a salty Vikings fan right now. My team is in flux. Our fan base is ready to go over uh, to war over who's going to be the quarterback next year. And meanwhile, the Lions and the Packers at least are having fun. The Bears have a chance to take a generational quarterback at number one overall. But I'm fine as a Vikings fan. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm all good. I'm all good. All right. Well, in the last game, uh, this was the one that I got wrong. I was 3 of 4 on the weekend. I thought the Bills would pull it out, and they almost did. But I forgot that the Bills are the AFC equivalent of the Minnesota Vikings. They've both never won a Super Bowl. They both are in uh, small smallish market uh, and have you know known for cold weather, although Buffalo plays most of their games outside, so that's not quite a sticking point anymore. But the Bills, of course, we know Scott, uh, Scott Norwood, Norwood, the kicker for the Bills in the 90s who missed them, that Super Bowl win going wide right. Tyler Bass yesterday, wide right on a potential game-winning field goal. Stefan Diggs had a long pass, 60-some yard pass, go through his hands. The Bills just couldn't make a couple plays at the end. Patrick Mahomes has never not been to an AFC championship game while being the starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, that guy is good. And his wide receiving core, outside of Travis Kelsey, stinks. So Patrick Mahomes, god dang it, we're going to be hearing about you for the next 20 years like Tom Brady, aren't we? Anyway, this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, January 22nd. 
The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and WadenaRadio.com.